This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Bit happening in the world of rugby with the, the start of Super Rugby around the corner as well. There's a few additions this year. Uh, to the competition, which is exciting with the Pacific Nations becoming involved. And we love watching the Pacific Nations play rugby because it's flamboyant. It's really enjoyable to watch. Tim Horan's going to be across it all for Stan Sport and the Nine Network throughout winter. Tim, good morning. How are you, mate? Good morning, Nick. Uh, thanks for having us on the program. Yeah, it's um, all starting. You know, only just finished, I think, sort of um, first week of December over in the UK, the Wallabies over there. So it's another two weeks uh, until the competition starts. A couple of trial matches this weekend and next weekend, and then we're we're into this um, new competition of um, of Super Rugby Pacifica. Yeah. So how's it all going to work? The, the structure, obviously, COVID's going to play a part. I just looked up at the screen on one of the televisions in here, and they said New Zealand's not going to open their borders until like. July. So how are they going to navigate that little situation with a lot of the teams obviously based in New Zealand as well? Yeah, the hard thing at the moment, so originally obviously um, when they did the first draw, um, so the competition obviously there's five Australian teams, five New Zealand teams and of course now Fiji uh, part of the competition also, you know, a team from Pacifica. So 12 teams in one competition um, but now they've got to split it up a little bit so the New Zealand teams will play their first home and away games in New Zealand and that'll take them through to about the end of April, early May and the same thing for Australia. Australian teams will play each other home and away uh, and then hopefully we're we're looking to play a, um, a super round in Melbourne um, that's towards the end of April um, and then hopefully we can play a competition back and forth through the Tasman. Yeah, Tim, just um, interested in the Moana Pacific and the Fijian sides and how they went about their recruitment and building their teams. How, how, do, you, how do their sides look on paper? Do you think they'll be strong in this competition? Oh, I think the Pacifica team, they'll, they'll struggle a little bit. They've got some, you know, players that they've... And a lot of these um, countries, Nick, that like even Fiji, a lot of their players um, now play in a European competition or a Japanese competition because there's not a great competition, um, you know, a professional competition in Fiji. So most of their players play offshore. So it's been trying to bring some of those players back and, and try and, you know, fill with some younger players in, from Fiji. There's obviously, as we've seen in especially in the NRL and, and rugby union, there's some fantastic players, younger guys in, in Fiji. So they're all... But it'll be interesting to see how they go. I think Fiji will be reasonably competitive. I think Pacifica um, will, will find it tough. I had a trial game yesterday, I think, against the Chiefs from Hamilton, lost by about 60 points. But um, Sakopi Kepu, um, former Wallaby player, he's going to captain that team, which is exciting for him. And, and, and Christian Liliafano as well, from ex-Brumbies player and Wallabies player, is going to play for them as well. So they've recruited from around Australia, but also around the Pacific Islands as well. What about the, the Australian teams, the realistic expectations for, for the Aussie teams as well, Tim? Yeah, I think, Adam, um, I'm looking forward to seeing the Waratahs, what the New South Wales Waratahs can do this year. Um, you know, need to, need to pick up some games. They've got some good young talent coming through, and, and the majority of, this, of the side is uh, similar age, but they're all sort of young 20s. So I just think that that team needs to do something. Um, new coach this year, um, Darren Coleman, 
So I think that, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Obviously, the Brumbies from Canberra and also the Queensland Reds are going to be up there again. And Queensland Reds won the competition for the Super Rugby AU last year, which was just the Australian teams. Um, so, yeah, those two teams are going to be hard to beat. Um, the Queensland Reds have a trial game this afternoon in Brisbane against the Western Force. Of course, the Western Force, too, Adam and Nick, have, you know, have to leave WA and spend probably three or four months in base themselves in Queensland to, to try and get through this COVID mess. And um, and then, the, then also the Waratahs will take on the Queensland Reds next Saturday night in Rome, about six hours west of Brisbane, to finish off the trial game then we're into it. Tim, we spoke just before about the, the schedule and the Australian teams playing each other at the start and then coming across and, and playing the New Zealand teams. How important is with the probably the, the New Zealand teams being the form sides to get off to a really hot start and win these games against the Australian teams and not have to chase wins against the, probably the stronger New Zealand teams later on in the, in the competition? Yeah, it's a good question, Nick, because I think um, I spoke to Brad Thorne, who's the, the Queensland Reds coach, and I said to him, oh, isn't it a bit better, this um, new draw that you've got? You're just playing Australian teams for the first eight or nine weeks, and you can build into then playing a New Zealand team. He said, oh, I would have loved to have had a crack at you know the New Zealand teams earlier. I think the, the first draw, the Queensland Reds had the Chiefs from Hamilton, and they had the Crusaders, the champion Crusaders from Christchurch. So... He wanted to have a crack at them early. So, um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I think for mine, I'd rather see what the Australian teams can d- deliver, get their rhythm, and then try and take on the Kiwis. And um, even last year, the Queensland Reds won a couple of games against the Kiwi teams, so did the Brumbies. And you're going to have to do that, Bishop. You know, at this stage, the favourites look like they're going to be sort of, you know, two teams from New Zealand will end up playing in the final. What about the Six Nations mentioned it up the top there? Um, yeah. I'm interested in England, the fact that Eddie Jones, and I mean this with the greatest respect, but he's still there. Um, I have read a lot of stories over the past 18 months about the frustration from a lot of English journalists about Eddie and how he goes about it and there's no consistency for players coming in, coming out. How is, uh, how is the Aussie Eddie hung on over there for so long and he's still going? He's done well, hasn't he? Um, he's gone through about seven or eight assistant coaches along the way, but that's the way Eddie um, plays it as, as a coach. He's a very good coach, very technical and very astute. Like He's up at two or three in the morning and he works through to you know 11 o'clock at night every single day, whether it's on the field or watching videos or talking to players. And, and he plays a bit of media games as well, um, mm-hmm. Eddie. But, um, I'm pretty sure he's signed on, Adam, to the World Cup next year. So he's right through. He's got this season and next season for England. So, yep, England up against Scotland, which is... Is always a, a great match for the Calcutta Cup, they call it, and um, there's going to be some cracking games this weekend. Uh, I enjoy the Six Nations, and it's a good lead-in to see where these sides are going when you when you're sort of 18, 20 months out from a World Cup. You, yeah. you look at these teams, you think, gee, the French team—they're unbelievable. They beat the All Blacks late last year, and you know they're going to be on fire in this competition. Is that what it sort of this competition, the Six Nations, the the proximity to the World Cup? Do you feel like that's what these sides are going to start to do? See what we've got in the cupboard here. What's on the what's on the shelf? Who are our young guys are going to take us into this next World Cup? Yeah, you sort of got to be now. You got to put a stake in the ground. You know, twenty months out from a World Cup, you got to go. Okay, this is the team I want, and you're probably going to say, okay, this is the fifteen players I want on the field. Apart from probably three or four positions, I reckon you got to say that's that's what the two guys are going to play in every position. That's what I've got now. Um, France at the World Cup in 2019 in Japan, Nick, they had a really really young team, but they didn't care how they performed 
in Japan. They just wanted to make sure they got these young players in. They were, they were 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds. And they said, OK, we're going to host the World Cup in four years' time, in 2023, and we want a chance to win it. And so they've got a team now that's it's, it's rocking. This French team, they're going to be very hard to beat. Do you reckon back home on that point, the Wallabies, Dave Rennie knows exactly what his best 15 looks at right looks like right now? I reckon he's not too far off, Adam. I reckon, um, you know, last year he's he's got good depth now. Um, the challenge is for Dave Rennie, and it's very important for the fans as well. As, um, as you know, Adam, with a bit of his tennis or, or, or football, you, when the Wallabies run out and play, uh, any Australian team, the fans want to know that there's the best team available has been selected. So the challenge for the Wallabies, a bit like in, in football now and soccer, that a lot of players play offshore. So yeah. how do you bring them back, integrate them in a Wallaby team? The guys like, you know, it's Quade Cooper or Samu Karevi or some of these players that are playing, Harry Hawkins, who are playing offshore. Um, how do you get them back into the Wallaby team so that if they're playing well for their Japanese team or their French team, um, you pick them for the Wallabies in form? Last one, Tim, as well. I think last time we spoke to you, you were about to hop on the ride-on, if I'm not mistaken, or, or get into a bit of mowing. We are the Mowers Club, of course. What's the situation with your uh, your greenery growing in whatever backyard you have? Yeah, my, my Toro 46-inch. Um, yeah, it's, it's going well. It's um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a four-and-a-half-hour mow, Adam, on our farm. So um, that's usually a couple of stubbies if it's in the afternoon or uh, if it's in the morning, a, a big drink of water. But, yeah, I got a bit of wire caught around the bottom of it the other day, so it put me out for a few hours. But, um, no, enjoying it. <laughs> Outstanding. It's therapeutic, isn't it, four-and-a-half hours? Yeah. Just readying yourself to have to sit next to Nick McArdle for a well, it's got a yeah, I know. Well, it's got a <laughs> it's good practice. It's got a it's got it's got a catcher on the back. So four and a half hours emptying the catcher every Ooh. two or three minutes is a bit of fun. Oh, it sounds like it sounds like a great deal, <laughs> unreal deal. Um, Tim, really appreciate the update on on rugby and a bit of mowing as well. And um, yeah, have a good Saturday. Thanks, Tim. Good on you, Adam. Thanks, Nick. See you guys.